Right, hello everybody, it's Lisa from the Barclay Jones Recruitment Leaders Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted today to have, is the word veteran appropriate? When you think of veteran, you think of someone that's knowledgeable, that's been in the fight before, that could probably scratch their chin and give absolutely fabulous wisdom. Um, a fabulous guy called Kevin Green, who if you don't know him from the REC, then I'd wonder where the hell you have been for the last few years, uh, now runs his own consultancy working with recruiters and mere mortals. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a bit about yourself, please. Uh, hi, Lisa. Yeah, um, pleased to be here. Um, I suppose two things, really. One is most probably prior to the REC gig, which I did for 10 years. Um, and I suppose relevant to today is I was running the you know the big professional body for the recruitment industry during the last recession. So I'll refer to that a little bit. Prior to that, I was the HR director at uh, Royal Mail when we went through the big transition. You know, I joined in 2003. Seems a long time ago now, but we were losing a million and a half pounds a day. A million and a half pounds a day is a lot of money to lose in a year and in a day and in a month. Um, and we turned it within four years so I've been involved with big organizational change and restructuring changing cultures all that sort of stuff uh, what I'm doing now is I'm a I don't know quite what to call it some people say going plural other people say you've got a portfolio but I'm sort of doing non-executive stuff I'm a non-executive uh, director to four organizations a strategic advisor to another four um, and then I do some consultancy, a lot of public speaking. And I've also published a book last year called Competitive People Strategy, which um, seems to be going down quite well. And I'm most probably going to write another one this year. So that's I think that's most probably enough about me. I think that'll do. I think that's a, that's a decent bio in anyone's stretch. Talk to me then. We are in an interesting time is an interesting word to define it we're in the middle we hope or maybe the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning of the coronavirus and all of the symptoms of that virus and you and i've known each other a few years now uh you know that my business was born in the last recession you were certainly around in the last recession um, we uh, didn't benefit i don't feel in the last recession from all the help that governments are giving out at the moment. Um, there was a slightly different approach to the last recession. But what do you think are the main differences between what the recruitment industry is going through now and what it went through in 2007, 8, 9? Well, I think the first thing is just to say it's a very different event and it's a very different re recession. Um, I mean, 2008, um, in fact, the recession was really starting to be talked about towards the end of 2007. And it was most probably nine months, I think, of a conversation that was going on in the media about whether we were going to have a recession. So I think the first thing to say is that what businesses had time to do was to prepare. You know, some of them stopped hiring. Some of them, um, you know, didn't spend as much on technology and capital equipment. But businesses were starting to right size themselves in advance of a, a, a coming recession. Um, and the difference is, is this one is like a meteor has hit the planet, you know, in the UK and in many other developed economies, you know, 75 percent of the economy has just stopped overnight without any warning. Um, and what that has done is it has created um, unprecedented period of change for businesses. And you're right. 
the government is taking a much more um, interventionist approach, which I think is absolutely right. Because if you just look at the labor market here and in North America, I mean, in North America, in two weeks, 10 million people, 10 million people have registered for unemployment benefit. Um, in the UK, it's just under a million. But it took us between 2008 and 2011 to get a million more people unemployed during the recession. And in this time, it's happened in two weeks. So it's like a short, sharp shock, which is uh, radically different. Um, now, the question really then is, how do we come out of it? Now, because this is a medical um, emergency, clearly, you know, as soon as we start to um, reduce the suppression and allow people to go back to normality, economic growth will come very, very quickly. And if you think about the UK, three quarters of our economy um, is, is service sector, and large parts of that have just been you know, they've just been closed for the last three weeks and are going to remain closed for at least another two months. So will it be a V-shape? Very fast in, very fast out. Will it be U-shaped? Will it be quite sharp down, a plateauing and then growth? Um, I've seen it described as a W, so a double dip recession, because we basically come out of the medical emergency and then we decide that, you know, the, the, the virus comes back and we have to go through the whole thing of suppression again. So those are all possible. At the moment, um, I think it's an eye. I think it's straight down. Um, but I do think positively that, you know, it will come back. Um, but it's going to be a very different um, recovery. I think a lot of the activity will come back quickly. And then there will be a lag as we start to get back to normality. So that's what I think is going on in, in terms of the economy and the difference between previous recessions and this one. The problem that people running recruitment businesses have got is, and it depends on what sector you're in, um, but many of them have just had their revenue has just evaporated on them. So, you know, perm hiring has just stopped. Um, lots of people are laying off their contractors and their temps. So many recruitment businesses are just looking at their business and going, revenue stopped or, you know, by, you know stopped by 90%. And my cost base is exactly the same. So they're in really tough um, position. So my advice to them is, first of all, abandon any thought of profitability and focus on liquidity. So focus on cash. So do everything you can. So chase down everybody that owes you money. Um, you know, if you need to discount, if you to get people to pay you, if you need to agree terms, so people give you some money now and then in some more in a couple of weeks time, you just need to do all, anything you can to get cash into the organization. Um, secondly, it depends on the strength of your balance sheet and what cash you had at the bank. But again, if you've been running your business reasonably prudently, you'd have a little bit of cash to see you through. And then the second thing is you've just got to look at your cost base. Um, the first thing is with government, just don't pay them anything. Write to them. Don't pay national insurance. Don't pay POYE. Don't pay VAT. Just keep whatever cash you have in the business. And then thirdly, you have to look at both your premises costs and your people costs because they're the other two factors in terms of running a recruitment business and seek to reduce them. So talk to your landlord and see whether you can get a rent reduction or a rent free period. And in terms of staff, make a decision on 
um, what you need to um, retain in terms of talent and skills. And what you might need to do is let a few people go, furlough the others so they're on 80% of their pay, which the government will pay. The issue with that, of course, is you've still got to pay the cash until that money comes from government. The bottom line is, though, with liquidity, cash flow every day. You are managing this business in the short term. So that's, I think, uh, issue number one. Issue number two, think about how you continue to service your clients and candidates. You know, make sure that the people that you do have in the business are focusing on the right things. You know, lots of candidates will become available. So hoover up the talent because that will stand you in good stead. Make sure you're talking to your clients every week, even if there's no um, hiring going on. Find out how they're doing. Build the relationship. Clean your CRM database. Make sure that you're, you're, you're visible to clients and candidates. So think about doing podcasts and webinars and uh, writing articles and just trying to make sure that you're, you, you're, you're seen and people know you're still about and you're doing sensible stuff. Um, and I do think the marketing and uh, stuff is really quite important. The third element, and it's quite straightforward, really, is prepare for the bounce back. It will come. The one thing you can say about any recession is they come to an end. And it will be the same this time. And what we really need to do is to make sure that you've taken every opportunity, you've done everything to prepare you for when the work comes back so that you've got um, a really clear plan of, of who you're going after, what sectors you're going after, making sure that you've got uh, candidate and client engagement is good. And you're really just well prepared so that when the volume starts to come back, you can just start riding the bicycle incredibly easy again. And there's lots of other things I can talk about, but those would be my three pieces of advice. Liquidity, operational, uh, focus on the things that will make a difference in the medium time and prepare for bounce back. If a recruitment leader sat there at the moment and they've made a decision in the last week or so um, to furlough everyone, right, that's it, furlough, I've got, an, I've got a lifeline, I've got a furlough. But in the meantime, um, they're also sat there. So there's been some um, listening to Radio 5 live every day. I don't know if you've been doing that, but I certainly have. And you've got these people calling in saying, you know, I've built my business up from nothing. I'm a director taking a dividend. I can't furlough myself, blah, blah, blah. But I furloughed all my staff and I was working all the hours that God sends anyway. But effectively, my business is mothballed and it's probably potentially, potentially going to decay during this time. Um what specific things? I wake up tomorrow morning. Yes, I get my cash flow sorted. I start to get my credit or my debtors paying, etc. What things could you specifically advise recruitment leaders to do to start keeping that engine ticking over? So when it's time to get out of the pit lane and back onto the onto the track, what things do you think they should specifically be tackling? Well, I think they've got to be um, doing some of the things I've already said. But I, the, the fundamental thing is you've got to be uh, remain visible to clients and candidates. You know, there's no point, even if you furloughed the majority of the staff, the people that you've kept back, and it may just be yourself and a fellow director, you've got to be on the phones, you've got to be emailing, you've got to be updating LinkedIn profiles, you've got to be um, hovering up candidates, you've got to be presenting candidates to clients, even if they don't make a decision now. But people are, there are employers out there that are still looking to grab talent where it's available. So don't, you know, don't uh, forget that, you know, 
even if 75% of the economy has stopped, there are still sectors where there's quite a lot of activity. Um, also pivot into places where you know there is activity going on. So um, a couple of my clients are, are working with the supermarkets and logistic companies because they're dying for, for temporary staff. And you know, one of them had 100,000 people in London on their, um, on their app, and they've ended up providing loads of them young people that worked in hospitality into the, into the supermarket. So there's opportunities there. Technology businesses are still quite buoyant and still operating. So if you've got talent that they're looking for, you know, take talent to them. So don't stop doing the things that you would be doing in a normal circumstances. You most probably got fewer people doing it, but really focus on the stuff that will make a difference when, you know, and the other thing is, is also by just talking to your clients is, you know, you do them favors, you help them whenever, whatever way you can, because what you're trying to do is build up some goodwill equity so that when things come back, they think of you first. You know, there will be a choice. It's a recruitment is an incredibly competitive marketplace. And what you always wanted to be is like front of mind, number one on the list. Um, and by doing things for free, by helping your clients, that's, you know, they'll perceive you as being one of the good guys. And that's not a bad place to be when people have only got a few jobs to place. They'll give it to the people that they, you know, they've worked with and they trust and have done them some favours. So um, that's what I would do. But, you you know, you don't just sit there and give up. You work harder, yeah. you know, yeah. but you go to the tools, you go back to the stuff that makes a difference. I do think that it's and I've been saying this for years anyway, that if a, a recruitment leader was back at the desk and all they had was a small pool of candidates and clients and their own brains, they would do the right stuff. But what hap what seems to happen as a recruitment business starts to grow, it starts it stops doing the right stuff and it just does lots of stuff. And now what we need to do is take it. <laughs> dare I say this cliche, but back to basics, ringing the clients that are most likely to engage with you, not ringing the clients that have been difficult in the past, uh, ringing the clients that have got a, re um, a recurring revenue stream because at least then they've got some money, ringing the clients that potentially are just as scared as you and need someone to talk to because ironically, mm -hmm. they're going to be the ones that are going to stick with you beyond this. It's going to be those stories and those conversations that keep those people going because it's them that you need to keep happy. And obviously, digging yourself deeper into the muscle of that business in case some of those clients actually are the ones that are furloughed. And then you've, you've lost your relationship with the entire business because you'd suck your teeth into just one person. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to, you've got to take a bit of a long term view, you know, so again, and one of the things about being a, an owner manager and going back on the tools and doing the activity, I think you need to, to do that. But I think you've also got the opportunity to think a bit more long term. You know, how do I want this business to be positioned? What markets do we? You, know, you don't often get a, a period where there's um, some space to think. You know, I've been talking to recruitment leaders and to other leaders in other industries and just saying, make sure you spend half an hour a day with a blank sheet of paper. You know, start with your problems or your questions in the middle of that paper and then work through what you think the answers are. Make sure you're looking after yourself. It's a pretty stressful time. Recruitment leaders, I had to talk to an MD recently and get him to go for a walk around the block because he was getting, I don't know, he seemed to be quite close to hyperventilating to me, but he was he was um, certainly um, going to make some decisions which I didn't think were in the best interest of his business. So, you know, spend some time. Don't make fast decisions, listen to people, turn your ears on, 
listen to clients, listen to candidates, but also listen to the staff that you have got and other people and just try and pull out of those things, little nuggets in terms of where you should focus and what you should do. But make sure that, you know, you're looking after yourself because there's no point working all the hours at good send and being burnt out when we get through this because, you know, mm. you're going to have to make some really tough choices about who to bring back and where yeah. to focus. And, you know, so exercise, fresh air, eat well, all the basics really. But the thing that recruitment leaders is often they forget that, you know, they, forget, yeah. they just throw themselves headlong into it. And then actually in three weeks time, they're absolutely exhausted and can't really do anything. I think this is definitely time without um, going down the too fluffy a route. This is me, myself talking. This is the time to be the best version of yourself and say to yourself, if I could really do anything with my business and really turn my business into something that I really wanted it to be and get that car. I always use car analogies, but get that Formula One car ready in the pit, ready to go then what is it I'm going to do with my business right now? And like you say, not to necessarily make any, God, it's so easy to panic. We've all got a business to run for God's sake. I've certainly not cracked it myself, but I have been through the recession. You've been through several recessions um, yeah. and we're still talking. And each time I feel the recruitment industry changes a little bit, it adapts a little bit. What do you yeah. think is going to happen to the recruitment industry? God, this is a crap question. It's like, what's your favourite colour? What animal would you be, Kevin, if you could? Crap question alert. But genuinely, with all the changes we've seen happening in the recruitment industry, every time we go through this shunt, and this is a significant kick in the nuts. Yeah. Last time, we really thought it was as well, because I saw a lot of my friends' businesses just disappear. I lost my job, my, my business partner and husband. We both worked in recruitment. Both of our jobs disappeared overnight. What do you think is going to change in the recruitment industry when we do start to come out of this? Well, I think you're right. There will be some casualties. There always is in a recession, but this one might be a little bit more pronounced. Um, so businesses that haven't been well run, that have got weak balance sheets, that just go from day to day are going to struggle hugely um, and may well go pop. Um, so I think there's opportunities to pick up good people, uh, good consultants for those that are hanging around. Secondly, I think there's some learning around how to work differently. Um, I think the whole flexible work and remote working thing was ignored by the recruitment sector for too long. And I think what many of them have experienced is you do not need to be sat over your recruiters, your recruiters mm -hmm. every day, micro them. You know, you can trust them. You can manage on output. So I think there's a big piece. And that means you don't need as much uh, premises. You know, you don't need as much um, uh, square footage if you've got people working at home. Um, I've also talked to a recruiter that's realized that actually getting people to work at home means they, they can be more flexible about their hours and start earlier and finish later, which is often where you want the consultants to be and have time off in the middle of the day. You know, there's loads of different advantages. So I think that'll be a a learning point for the recruitment industry. Um, and I think it will be tough. You know, I think the good organisations come out of a recession better than when they went in, partly because lots of the noise and the weaker consultancy organisations disappear. So it does mean that, you know, if you're good, you come out the other side with a really good team, then I think you've got every opportunity to grow and, and grow fast. So, you know, I think it is about battening down the hatches, making sure you get to the other side, 
you take your good people with you and then you know opportunity will be quite quite significant but the first objective is to make sure you can get there mm, absolutely so two plans what do they need to do tomorrow and ideally when they look back i mean i was even saying to my kids a couple of weeks ago and and it's that we're all sat around just after the lockdown we're all sat around the dining room table for the first time if i'm honest in a really long time i've got an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old and my business partner's in the business and it's manic because we're a small micro business which means we work stupid hours and we're not necessarily intelligent with our time and our kids have pretty much been dragged up and you know you meet a business a family a business a family business that's not like that but I just looked at my kids and I said I want you to imagine you, you've got you've got the house you've got everything you could possibly need within that house you've got all the things that you've you've currently can see and feel and taste and touch and that's now on a desert island but what's going to happen in three months time potentially is someone's going to come and take you rescue you and say right you're, you're allowed out now but that person's also going to say to you what have you done what's going to be different how have you changed what have you adapted uh, you you're not you're never going to get this time back and i yeah. look at recruitment leaders and i say you're never going to get this time back and you might not bloody want it back you may never want to live through this again ever but oh my but god it, if you don't do something positive what a shame yeah it is it is an opportunity to um stand back reflect think learn um and also really think about your business. You know, you'll learn quite a lot as you go through this period about your organization. You'll understand the strength of your relationships with both candidates, but more importantly, clients. You'll, you'll know which of your consultants is brilliant, who's yeah. okay, and who's yeah. not that great. You'll also think about well, how do we maximize profit how do we make sure we have a strong balance sheet how do we make sure that we prepare ourselves to run this business as well as it possibly can be run so there is a huge opportunities and also one of the things i've said to a few business leaders uh, recently is you need to be preparing for the future you've got to manage the day-to-day -day, do the cash flow chase the get the money in do all the things you need to do with government, get the loans, do the furloughing, all of that stuff. But you've also got to spend some time doing the basics, do, as we said, candidates and clients. But then you've got to do some thinking. You know, you've got to really use this opportunity to think about resetting or repositioning the business so that it's in as best shape as it can be for when things get back to whatever this new normal is going to be. Thank you for all of your lovely advice. Thank you very much, Kevin. Really appreciate your time. And I'm hoping the recruitment leaders listening to this are going to really just spend some time, log off, think, goforawalk.com <laughs> and really think about what they need to do. And that's why we've recorded this as a podcast. So they can just go for a walk, go for a run, take the dog out if they're still allowed to do this by the time they listen to this and really think about what they're going to do with the business that they were so passionate about prior to this blip in the market. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's a huge opportunity. You know, if you don't learn from these situations, then that's the biggest mistake. You know, there there is a lot you can learn about your own business. Develop the short term and a long term plan. Do the right thing. Get your profile out there. You know, and if you come out the other side, then you know the business will be that much stronger because of it. Absolutely. Thanks again, Kevin. Really appreciate that. Yeah, I enjoyed speaking with you, Lisa.